All right, welcome to Pretty Grim Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Meyerhoff, and we are back again, finally. I know it's been forever, I'm sorry. Uh, moved back to Iowa, uh, hiked the Grand Canyon, I uh, did the One Chip Challenge on stage, and then now I'm trying to adjust to being back in Iowa and getting the new house put together and everything like that. But I've put this off for long enough. I have no more excuses. It's just my own fucking myself getting in my own way right now with putting this episode out. I mean, I've had this fucking recorded for weeks now. and Anyway... So all I'm saying that is just I'm sorry. Um uh, trying to get better at this, but you know, I have my setup again. Um rocking and rolling. I got a couple episodes banked up that I need to get <coughs> off of my uh off of my S D card and then I'm gonna start doing some interviews around Iowa. So if you're listening to this and you're a comedian or just someone interesting in Iowa or just someone who wants to be on the podcast, I really don't give a shit. If you're listening to this and you want to be on my podcast, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up on Facebook, fucking find a way to reach me, and I will drive to you. I'll set it all up, dude. I don't give a fuck. I want to hear your story. I want to see why you listen to this fucking shit show of a podcast, you know? Maybe that's what we'll talk about. Maybe maybe you're a fucking juggler and you ride unicycles and you light your asshole on fire. I want to know, you know? I'm looking for the freaks. I'm looking for the good time people. You know what I'm saying? So if you're one of those people, or you're feeling fucking frisky, reach out. You know? Fucking reach out. I'm I'm friendly. I'll talk to you. What? What do you want, dog? Recording this in my garage, because it's the only place that I can smoke cigarettes at my house. Because... You know, I don't own the house, so I can't smoke cigarettes inside, so I have to sit in the garage. And so now this has become my pseudo room that I sit in for hours and smoke cigarettes and fucking fuck off. Anyway, this podcast was great, man. This was a real fun time. Uh, I recorded it outside of 21st German in town. (laughs) That's dumb. You fucking... You know, you want to do a podcast, why don't you learn to talk, fuckface? Um... I sat outside of 21st in Germantown in Louisville, Kentucky, and I talked to one of my best friends that I made while I was down there, Mr. Ty Leach. He is the rightful winner of Funniest Comic in Louisville. Um, We met at 21st in Germantown doing their open mic and uh, instantly kind of clicked and just, I remember he just wanted to bum a smoke at first and we sat and bullshit and then that turned into a really good friendship that I miss. But uh, before I left Louisville, I made sure that I sat down and recorded a podcast with him. And we talked about conspiracy theories and fucking God knows what else. Just a bunch of shit. Growing up and he grew up in the trailer park. You know, he grew up around a white, <clears throat> he grew up around a lot of white trash I am white trash, so I recognized a lot of, uh, we had a lot of similar stories. It was very fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so, I figured, you know, 
since we met at 21st in Germantown, we should probably record the podcast there as well. And it was a great fucking time. So do me a favor. Get on fucking the Instagrams. Get on the fucking TikToks and fucking whatever have yous. And if you're on Instagram, search Ty underscore and then spelled out underscore. And then if you're on Facebook, just look up Ty Leach. And follow this fucking man, dude. He's going to be one of the biggest comedians in the game, I can already tell. So him and Evan Lewis, they're uh, they're two of my favorite favorite peoples in Louisville, man. They were fun to hang out with. And I was really upset that we never got... Not upset. It just didn't work out. You know, and that's life. Life... You don't always get what you fucking want. Um, if this last year has taught me anything, it's taught me that. Um, but I really wanted to sit down and get those two together. And the three of us... I mean, I was just going to sit back and let them talk. And really, it's me and Ty sitting back and let Evan talk. Because... That motherfucker goes on some crazy stories, and that guy, he's just got stories for days. He's the fucking, he's such an interesting person. Um, I will record that podcast. It will get done. I just got to go back to Louisville. So if you're listening to this and you're from Louisville, fucking book me on a show so I have an excuse to come back because I already miss it there. Uh, anyway, if you're listening to this, thank you. Sincerely. Like... I'm fucking terrible at this. I'm trying, but I just, it's all on me, and I'm fucking such a procrastinator. Like, I put things off, and I fucking, I'm doing this, I'm doing this literally right now at 2 o'clock on Monday morning, so that way I can put it out at 6 o'clock on Monday morning, so I have an episode up for the first time in fucking weeks. And, you know, I do everything last minute, and that's my big, my biggest enemy is myself. I realize that, and I'm trying to work on it, but uh, thank you for rocking with me. Uh, I hope I'm I hope I'm providing good content, at least when I do put it out. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I know I enjoy making it. Um, and without any less, I got nothing else to say. I'm, I'm not, oh, I do want to promote, ah, that's it. This fucking Friday, not this Friday, next Friday, November 11th. At Hoochie's and Evansdale. Myself, Zach Vaughn, and Jake McDowell are putting on one hell of a comedy show, you guys. It's Veterans Day, so I thought, what the fuck? Why don't I just go ahead and find all the other veteran comics that I can find and throw them on a fucking show? And that's exactly what I did. Um, it's going to be a fucking riot. So come out to Hoochie's November 11th, and if you're like... Hey, man, I don't want to go to Hoochie's. Well, I don't live near Evansdale. I live, like, close to Cedar Rapids. And that's where I tune into this podcast from, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Well, then, guess what? I've got you covered, all right? Come November 12th. Yeah? Oh, shit. I thought I fucked that up, but I didn't. Damn it. I still fucked it up because I had to stop and talk about it. November 12th, I am at, guess what? The Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids. That's right. We're doing it again, and we're adding more comics. Yes, if you come to the show November 12th, guess what? There's more comedy for you that night. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember if I did this. Ah, oh, fucking. See, this is the problem with me, right? 
So I'll start one of these fucking intros, and I'll get like nine or ten minutes into it, and then I'll fuck up something super simple to where I could just edit it out and just restart and like no issues. But in my mind, I'm like, no, do it again. One take is all you need, fuckface. And then so I never remember what I've actually said on this recording. But what I said on one of these recordings, and if I said it on this one, I'm sorry. But if you're listening to this fucking podcast, right, and you're like, this is fun. I wish I could be on this podcast. Get a hold of me, all right? I don't give a fuck who you are. If you're a comedian, great. If you're a guy who likes fucking the smell of farts, you know, you buy farts online. I want to talk to you. If you're like, have girls with heels step through my dick hole, get a hold of me. I feel like you're probably a pretty interesting person. And I'll talk to you. Nobody else will, but I will. (laughs) That should be the fucking slogan of this podcast. If no one will talk to you, hit me up. I want to hear why. What I'm saying is, is I am not just trying to do comedians on this podcast, you know. I want to find fucking anyone who's interesting and have them on. And if you listen to this podcast, you're probably fucking weird. You can be on it is all I'm saying. I don't give a fuck who you are. Hit me up. I need fucking people to be on here. Because I'm in Iowa now. And, like, Iowa's cool, but, like, you know, it's Iowa. Anyway, follow Ty. Fucking, I'm done rambling on into this microphone with me and my dog in the garage. All right. Listen to the episode. Fuck faces. You're not fuck faces. You're good people. But listen to this episode. All right. I'm done. Bye. Fuck. 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 There we go. How you doing, man? What's up, Tyler? Thank you for joining me, Tyler. <laughs> the fucking Spider-Man moment here. I know, right? <laughs> I don't meet a lot of Tylers in the comedy game. Uh, I don't use the name Tyler in the comedy game. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, for everyone listening in, I'm sitting down with Ty Leach, a Louisville native killer comic. You want to plug your socials real quick? Like to, I like to get that off the... Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ty underscore the word underscore. Very clever. And uh, Ty Leach on Facebook. I'm new there, so holler at me. There you go. So how you doing, man? How's, how's your day? Oh, man, I don't know. I'm tired. I might be a little hungover. Feel that I haven't been hung over since my dad died, but I know the feeling very well. I think I'm about to get back into drinking soon. Actually, I kind of miss it now. I've been enjoying uh, enjoying the whiskey selections, bourbon selections. I guess it's a Kentucky thing. You get older and start drinking bourbon and whiskey. Yeah, yeah. You guys take your bourbon and shit out here serious. Very serious. Serious business, man. <laughs> Isn't it like uh, like Kentucky? I should just say. Not yeah, yeah. Little, but they they produce like two thirds of the world's bourbon. Absolutely, 
bourbon is a Kentucky thing that is owned by the Japanese now, but it's still a Kentucky thing. We still do it here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I remember that was like a random thing that happened a few years ago. Like some Japanese companies bought out some, I guess, the parent distribution company yeah. for a lot of the distilleries around here. Sounds like Huawei taking over our cell phones. Man. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, man. Huawei? It's fucking Oh, wild, yeah. Dude. That lady, she disappeared to Canada or some shit. She was like the, the, the CEO of Huawei, but they were looking for her. Okay. Yeah, the U.S. government was looking for her. It was around the time that Trump was, like, pissed off at TikTok. And they were looking for her ass, dude. She was in... He said, fuck this. She was in Toronto. Like, she escaped to Belfast and then to Toronto or some shit. I don't know, man. Wow. They caught her. She got extradited. They always get, it. To they the, always get them eventually. I'm pretty sure she was extradited to the U.S., but I don't know what what the charge was about. I just know that it had something to do with uh, global contracts to build 5G towers yeah. and, like, what country was going to control the 5G network. And Huawei was ahead of the curve, and America was like, God damn, China's going to control the communications? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was listening to that Mike Baker episode on JRE, and that had me freaked. I had to turn it off. I was like, all right, I've had enough. I'm scared already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's like. They're talking like how Huawei had put in, they'd sold a bunch of shit to like local cell phone companies or just whatever. To put on the other towers, all near the military bases and shit. And I'm like, they're fucking, they're playing in something, that's for sure. They're like, Taiwan is ours, bitches, come for us. That's that shit Megadeth was talking about, man. That Hangar 18 shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. It's that, all that military stuff. I don't know anything about it. I just browse conspiracy theories. I don't really dig into them too much. You can't. No, you no. You start digging in, you find the crazy people. Well, you know how it is, especially when you do psychedelics. You don't want to see that shit and trip and start thinking everybody's a reptile, dude. Like, oh, yeah. I'm good. Because you'll get convinced easy. <laughs> I'd be tripped out. The only time I've watched conspiracy stuff on psychedelics is I took acid and I watched uh, this documentary called Behind the Curve. Okay. And they follow a bunch of flat earthers. And they kind of like... What curve? Yeah. <laughs> and it's... The f- fucking best documentary I think I've ever seen because they'll cut between like a scientist going, "This is ridiculous. We're really talking about this," and they'll be like, "I feel like only crazy people would follow this." And then they turn to like the craziest person you can imagine, and they're like, "I've I've lost my whole family. My kids don't talk to me anymore, all because of this flat Earth theory." Dude, that's like. Like ancient aliens, but on the streets. <laughs> like if Billy Eichner was doing fucking ancient aliens, just on the streets, like, hi! <laughs> Do you believe? Are you a believer? <laughs> oh, man. I think uh, I think I got too high one day, just smoking marijuana. I think I got too high one day, and I watched this, like, nine-hour documentary, like, all day long about the real history of the United States. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I went way too deep, man. I, I, I really do know how JFK died. 
but we don't have to get into that. No, let's get into it. Okay. What's your theory here? Look, man. I could never find this documentary again. But That's they, how the good ones are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it was like one of the best produced documentaries I'd ever seen. And it was like, I don't know. It felt like it had too much fact and the guy knew too much. Yeah. Maybe they had to get rid of it. He was going to put out a part two. That never happened. And part one disappeared shortly after. But anyway, he got to talking about the history of the Kennedy family and... If you're familiar with any of that shit, it's just like... A lot of mafia ties. Yeah, man. A lot of mafia shit. But also a lot of military contract shit and just like, uh, you know, the Republicans wanting to have control of the government. And yeah, yeah. There's this big conspiracy about a meeting that may have happened the night before Kennedy's passing that had a lot of powerful people. I'm going to let this plane go by. Yeah, yeah. Live and direct from Germantown. We're out here in Germantown where the planes love to just fly over all day. Dude, it was, uh, so apparently they had this meeting and they had, you know, mafia bosses, like that five families type shit. And then, I don't know, apparently they got together and uh, when they talk about that book conservatory in Dallas from the... uh, what do they call it? The Grassy Knoll? Yeah, yeah, They talk yeah. about the book conservatory that's, like, at the corner, man. And they point out all the parts that shooters were in. Like, they had different oh, shooters shit. set up, okay. right? And they show, like, they talk about how um, how the bullets ricocheted off the car. And how, if after examining the car, there was multiple bullet holes. And the angles from which the bullets came from... There's no way that Lee Harvey a shot a single shot from the angle that he shot it from. Yeah. They talk about like missing footage and trying to piece together all these people's tapes from that day, like family video from fucking well, cause like, 63, was it? Yeah. What's the original, like the big tape that everyone points to? Um, uh, man, it's got a name to it, but I, I, don't, I can't think of it myself. But uh, that didn't come out until like 10 years after... I feel like the shot was taken. Like it was like a while afterwards that they actually let that be released. Oh man! For the longest time, the only thing I knew about Kennedy's assassination was that Misfit song. Which one? Oh, you ever you ever heard that bullet? Uh huh. Oh man, I can't. I'm I gonna can't. put that in the opening. I'm yeah, gonna look it up. Put it in the opening. Yeah. That's uh. I got into punk rock, and that was just like a. <laughs> Just uh, just a minute and 30 seconds of pure anti-patriotic <laughs> debauchery. I fucking love punk rock. I uh, I don't get into it as much these days. But I still like my old, like, got a couple Dead Kennedys records. I got, uh, what's the band from D.C.? Uh, Bad Brains. I got one of those. Yeah, records. right on. That's good shit, man. Yeah, a few of them. I kind of... I had like a weird progression in the music. I had a buddy give me a ACDC back in black. And that was like the first rock and roll I had yeah, been AC/DC introduced to. One of the big ones when I was coming in. Yeah, too. man. That's what I was introduced to as a kid. I was probably like 
12 years old and it went from straight hip-hop and radio hits to acdc but then i went from that to like you know slayer and then then it was just metal road oh yeah 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 it's about time i ran into a fellow metalhead comic oh man so far and few between dude i don't just wear all black because i look cute in it (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite metal band currently currently uh i've gotten back into some newer stuff from the black dahlia murder okay yeah yeah yeah, i've been digging on that are you going to louder than life no i've never been to louder than life i'd love to go i just i don't know too many metalheads myself and i can't really see myself roaming around a crowd with that many caucasian men yeah If you get a ticket to this year, I'll be there. I'll All right, man. You, man. Okay. I'm fucking pumped, dude. It's uh, Tenacious D's on the list. Okay. Highly Suspect, Nine Inch Nails, Lamb of God, Slipknot. Oh, yeah. I was a big Lamb of God fan Huge. in high school. Um, I've seen him two or three times now. Yeah, man. As Speaking of Lamb of God, uh, on this day we're remembering... The terrorist attacks of 9-11. Shout out to that album, Ashes of the Wake. So, something happened today? Uh, something happened today, man. What happened? Uh, some towers fell. Like cell phone towers? No, no. The uh, I think it was like the Sears Tower oh, up okay. in Chicago. Like, like the Yeah, that dude, Timothy McVeigh. Yeah, yeah. He blew up that Sears Tower in Chicago today. Oh, okay. He's the one that had a manifesto, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, man. that's... And I'm pretty sure he wrote the Anarchist Cookbook <laughs> and was responsible for the Branch Davidians. What's that? Oh, man. <laughs> Waco, Texas, man. You got to look that up. Wait, are you talking about uh, when they ATF... Yeah, man, David yeah, Koresh. Okay, that's what they were called, the Branch Davidians. Branch whatever. Davidians. I've, I've watched a documentary on it. Or not a documentary, but a reenactment show or whatever. It was oh, on Netflix. man. That was some, that was some dark shit. shit when it got to the end. as a hell of a demise, man. Yeah. Don't trust the he government. He's just trying to fuck some bitches. Like, hey, and you know what? If he would have kept it at the people that were of age, I wouldn't have been mad at him at all. I agree. But, you know, he was, he was living the old life. You know, back in, like... When you could fuck a 14-year-old, no one cared. That biblical shit is weird. It's crazy that in the Bible you can fuck a 14-year-old, but when you're 14 and you go to church, your parents are like, don't fuck anybody. (laughs) Unless you're a girl. Yeah, unless you're a girl. Yeah, yeah, man. We're trying to to rank up. We need in a the reincarnation church. of Jesus. Did you ever go to church growing up? Yeah, I was uh, I was raised Lutheran. I had it pushed on me real hard as a kid. Sick. I uh, was confirmed, and then I quit going after that. When they uh, when did you release yourself? Uh, about thirteen. Sick man. Yeah, I uh, I was raised in a black Southern Baptist church up until I was about say around 12 around that time when you're about to get out of middle school and go to high school i had a single mom so she was like i can't really make him go to church because i'm not really there so yeah her deal was like i had to go to church so i started hanging out with these kids and going to this white church 
across across Dixie Highway from where I lived, man. And yeah. uh, some strange times came from that. <laughs> I spent most of my high school years hanging out with church kids. They're worse than regular kids. Yeah, they're you get that repression rage, man. It fucking sends some kids off the deep end. That's where a lot of people get their first case of chlamydia is the youth group. <laughs> it's a true story. Not for me, but I know some niggas, man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I remember I was in confirmation class, and I would ask just simple questions like, you know, how did Jonah survive the whale acid, like the stomach acid of the whale? And they're like, God took care of him. And I go, I don't believe you. And they're like, you have to have faith. And I was like, I feel like you're pulling the wool over my eyes here. It's wild the shit you're supposed to have faith about. Because, like, didn't God create the whale's stomach acid? Yeah. So you trying to tell me he fucked up on one whale's stomach <laughs> acid? And that's how Jonah lived? Is he happened to get eaten by the, the one, one whale. whale that God fucked up, man? And how's that whale survive? How does it eat? You know, how did it get to that point enough to where it's big enough to swallow a full-sized man? Yeah, you know the one that always fucked with me? Are you familiar with, like, the Tower of Babel? Go on to it a little bit more. All right, Old Testament. There was this tower. Basically, the people were, like, getting too smart. You know, in the Old Testament, God was just getting mad at motherfuckers left and right. Yeah, like, he, he was, was just a getting, very vengeful He was an angry dude, a mad dad. And he was... <laughs> He was upset because these people decided they were going to build a tower to heaven. He was oh, like, oh, man. no, you know what? And no cheat codes. Yeah. So he knocks down the tower. And the way the tale goes, God knocks down the tower. And that's the reason why we're all different races and speak different languages is because at the time there was only one universal language and everybody spoke it. And he, I don't know, man, but it seemed like he was mad that people got so smart that they were like, you know what? Like we need to divide and conquer. I ain't got to die to get to heaven. Let's just build this tower to get there. These dudes were probably halfway to the moon, and God was like, you know what, man? I'm not feeling this. I'm going to separate all of y'all. We'll put y'all over there in Africa. We'll put y'all over there in America. Put y'all in China, and y'all are going to speak this language. And huh. we won't hear nothing more about this conspiring together to get where I'm at. The original divide and conquer. Holy shit. Man, I didn't realize yeah. that was God's plan all along. God did that. I thought it was Bush. It's so it's crazy to think that like we're like united we stand, divided we fall, one nation under God. So it should be like That's technically blasphemy. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. And learn something new every day. No, That's I what happens, man. That one. They, Conspiracy theories and a weird, extensive Bible knowledge is what creates me. <laughs> What's your funnest uh, conspiracy theory to get into? Damn, man. Uh, I was big on that, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was big into that for a minute. Like, really tripped me out. Like, Going back and checking my old book collection, like, it really do say Berenstein or some shit. Yeah. Like, really tripping out. That one fucked me up because I remember, like, my own personal thing is I felt like I, I remember that everybody in America was watching the night that Saddam Hussein was assassinated. 
Yeah. And I felt like that was a real thing. Like everybody had seen it. And I get on the internet and I'm like, yeah, man, I remember people were like, I remember watching I TV. I remember pictures. Yeah, people were saying, though, that they remember watching TV with their parents and shit, and they were just watching, you know, world news. And okay. it was like a late-breaking moment, and they show Saddam Hussein falling and being hung with the shroud over his oh, head. Oh, wait, I had it twisted. I remembered, uh, I was thinking of the other bad motherfucker. Oh, Osama. Sa- yeah, Osama. Yeah, man. Shout out to SEAL Team 6. Yep. Um, I remember seeing some pictures of... I could have swore I seen pictures of him on the airplane with his head blown in. But then you look into it now and there's nothing to be found. Yeah, man. Well, I guess you got to keep some things behind the veil. Yeah, I suppose. People can't handle too much information. Yeah, that's why they... That's the one funny part about, like, the alien stuff getting released, which I don't even think is real aliens. I think it's us showing off our shit so that way, like, other nations... Are like, oh shit, watch out. But yeah. if it is aliens, holy shit. Have you ever Everyone seen Everyone just brushed by that one. You ever seen that uh damn, I can't even think of what the movie's called. Maybe Contact that Jodie Foster and uh John Cusack banger. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's a marvelous film about making contact with aliens. This is a nineties film, man. Yeah. It's really good until they get into the sci-fi scenes. You really just gotta hold on for the ride at that point <laughs> yeah, when she like, finally the hits the void. But uh, that's a good one, man. That one, that was one of my childhood things that got me into the alien theories and all that. Yeah, that Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix is. I gotta is a watch jam. that still. Bob Lazar is a cra- like that's a cool one for me. I like listening because I've listened to like when he was on GRE. I listened to that. Yeah, man, he saw too much. Yeah, man. Uh, way too much. I definitely believe in aliens, especially after doing psychedelics. I feel like I've talked to a few of them. I've seen a couple. Yeah. Might have just been my girl's parents, but if you knew her parents, you would have felt like they were aliens, too, if you were on mushrooms. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Speaking of mushrooms, we both had a, a quite the experience with those recently. Yeah, man. Yeah. You want to get into that for a little bit? Hell yeah. I, uh... Labor Day weekend, it's a good time. It is a good time. time like, right now is Shroom Fest. Yeah? But I feel like we had our real Shroom Fest on Labor Day weekend. I don't think I could take it. I feel like I K-hold myself on yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm a little bit, I'm good for a while now after this last one. Dude, I saw some things. It's fucking intense. Nobody should see the things that I saw, but I'm glad I saw them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt like I lost my mind for a few hours, oh, but yeah. I needed to, you know? Yeah, man, it gets like that. I'm a big proponent of uh, psychedelic research in relation to mental health. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. People are missing out for sure. It was, and it's crazy how much of a part of our culture it was. Yeah, man. Till like 200 years ago. I've always done mushrooms. I don't know. I always feel like they find me i don't have to go looking yeah. for them and when they find me they find me at a time that i you, you know need them. might need a might need a trip yeah. might need a journey i always look at it like a uh it resets me from the bullshit you know what i mean like i feel like you can try and avoid as much bullshit as you can throughout your day you know but some of that shit sticks on you and yeah, then man. after a while you start having like 
It's like a fat person when they lose weight. You're like, how did I walk with 300 extra pounds? Yeah, on? yeah. You know, the mushrooms. Oh, man. I, I feel that so it. much when you wake up, when you when you snap out of it. And, like, my girl, she she had a she had an observation that I had never thought about. It was her first time doing any. She did, you know, just like a micro dose. Yeah. But when she was kind of coming out of her trip, she was like, you go out the same way you came in like you know when you're getting to the trip and you're about to crest into it you start to feel the world change shit's melting your body feels a little bit more loosey-goosey seeing anything can make you giggle yeah it's like you go through that again but when you go through a deeper trip it's like you feel that but at the same time you also feel the weight of the world leaving you as you're coming out like shedding pounds dude it's like it's like getting your fucking spirit sandblasted 100 percent. ready for a new paint job yeah man i feel a lot better after this last trip i was kind of worried after i because when i was on that trip i was like holy shit like i don't know so let me explain i i was camping and i was in the middle of a thunderstorm and i was sitting in my tent I had nothing. There was nothing else I could do. Lord. And so I was like, why not just take some mushrooms? We're stuck in here for the night anyway. Why not just be stuck? Yeah. Let's really go for it, you know? And then I felt as if initially, because I had only taken one mushroom. And I was like, I'm just going to take like a microdose just to kind of get a good vibe for the night, you know, and get some like a like a good rest you know and after about 20 minutes of taking that one mushroom my mind just kept going take the whole eighth pussy take the whole eighth what are you doing what your are you brain's doing? dangerous dog yeah i'm not me and you dude we're both full oh yeah dive man. straight into that deep dive end. straight in i probably had about the same amount yeah and so then i'm laying in this tent and i left my fucking body for a while like DMT trip style kind of shit where I'm like, it doesn't matter. My eyes are open or closed. I'm seeing the same kind of crazy shit. And then it was like that for about, I don't know, maybe half hour, an hour. And then I came back and then I had convinced that we're all one. Like we're all, the human experience is all ultra connected and we're, we all get a bit of everyone's experience in a way and i know it doesn't really make sense but in the time it fucking was like holy shit like i i, I envisioned myself as like a person climbing up mount everest and i was like i've been here before and then i was in la and i was walking down fucking you know the boulevard and yeah i was man. like i've been here before i've never been to either of those places but isn't it crazy how small the world feels yeah man when you're when you're there you're like oh shit People think everything is so divided and separated and everybody's having their own experience. But at the end of the day, we're just like the ultimate parasite. Yeah, buddy. Just existing on this living being. I don't know. That's the only time I really feel like a hippie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I... I, uh I got told at work, I was like, you're kind of a hippie. I'm like, i just done enough drugs to be like this. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm like a strange hybrid, like yeah. trailer park raised NASCAR fan. Oh, yeah. 
who also enjoys a little bit of social justice here and there. I just a little bit. Just it. a when little bit here and there. I don't need too much of it, you know. You know, I'm not uh I'm not gonna go lay in the highway. Yeah, yeah, warming, yeah, yeah. You know? But like As a black man I do believe black lives matter, but you won't see me marching about it. You absolutely won't see that. But that's just because I have bad knees <laughs> and I'm not I'm not doing that. Not sacrificing my knees. The white man will get it one day. I feel like you get it. So that's one white man converted. <laughs> I grew up man, what's Iowa like? Is are, are there black people in Iowa? Yeah, I mean, I saw Aloe. I grew but up around black people my whole life. Yeah. So like, it was never. I feel like Iowa. Racist people, you know what I mean? Right, but I feel like Crazy. Iowa may have been like one of those destination places for for free slaves to get a, get away to. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of places like that around here. Like up in Indiana, I used to hang out about an hour away from here up in Paoli, Indiana. And this place is like the smallest, very white town off of a two-lane highway in Indiana. But like their history of helping with the the uh, Underground Railroad and shit, it was so rich, man. Yeah. It's like, all right, you, it's kind of weird traveling places because i always get a little uncomfortable because i'm like i don't see any of us here <laughs> like yeah. where the fuck are the black people but i don't know then you run into white people that are like nah man there's a few of y'all here and i'm like yeah. okay he said it he said there's a few of us here so i'm good we have a, we had a good percentage of black people in my town but yeah i mean most of the racism was just out of ignorance, like yeah, you know, yeah, it, man. I feel like that's across the board. Yeah, but like there's like stereotype things, and yeah. I've noticed that growing up that there's like stereotypical things that people think about people of other races, and then they grow up and start interacting with people of those other races, and they're either a dumbass that holds on to the stereotype, or they're a real human being that's like, all right, man, I was a, I was a dumb kid. Yeah. I think with this cancel culture, it's made it harder for people to uh, just accept people are are flawed, you know? People yeah, grow I mean, up differently. People, dumb shit that we regret. Yeah, yeah. People see less growing up and then are idiot adults, man. They, they're, I just consider that like uh, like an intellectual disability. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't get to experience some shit other people got to experience like you might be a few grade levels behind than the right. rest of the world yeah i work with a couple older guys where i'm like bro have you like how are you 50 something oh uh, yeah still man. Like this? are they from kentucky no nah, they're from georgia okay well it's similar mm -hmm. a lot of those dudes checked out in eighth grade 100 percent. got a job at ford <laughs> i was i was blessed like like i said my town was was diverse for iowa and then i joined the army at 18 oh yeah man so and everybody's green yeah yep. you realize really quickly that none of that shit matters yeah man. everybody you know what i mean like yeah i'm not I'm, i've never been to the military i always wanted to be a marine growing up yeah but i just i grew up around all my all my family members were either marine or naval veterans a few army veterans in there and I just, I grew up around that. So it's always interesting to interact with the with person who's been enlisted. Yeah, uh, I, uh, 
or even someone who's just went to boot camp says a lot to me. <laughs> me, at least you you tried. You, you tried, know? man. That's more than most people. That's like people make it. You ever watch that uh that crazy ass show that used to have on like Discovery or A and E or something where they would uh show like the boot camps for the special forces? Oh yeah, like uh like. Yeah, yeah, man. Those people that go out there and they're like, you know what? I want to try to be a SEAL. Those people are insane. And we need more I, uh, of them. I almost went to, well, not almost went to, I talked to a recruiter for uh, Special Forces in the Army. And I was looking into it and I was like, this is really interesting. I kind of want to do this. And I was in Korea at the time. And they're like, you gotta reenlist if you get passed. And I was like, nah, I'm out, nah. Because even at in Korea, I was only a year in of my service. I already recognized that I didn't want to do this anymore. Like, I was like, I'll do my contract. I'm not gonna like get kicked out, but I definitely don't want to stay in longer than I have to. Cause it's cool. Like in certain ways, um, I got a lot of experiences that I would have never gotten otherwise. But a lot of shittier ones that I didn't want to have to experience anymore. You know, I was like, all right, I've done this. But I'm not going to wait in a formation for 12 hours so that way these two generals can shake hands while the other one takes control. Oh, That's yeah, man. It's a big jerk off for these two. Yeah, man. There's a lot of jerking each other off. Uh, tons of it, man. And that's the part that, like, once you see the politics of everything and you're like, oh, this is... Like, one thing was, I was in during Obama, and they were doing downsizing, and they fucking got rid of a ton of these experienced E-5s who had been to Iraq in the initial invasion. They'd been to Afghanistan. They'd been to all these places, and they knew how to keep people safe and how to come back home, you know? But their points for to get to the next rank had been maxed out for almost eight years. So they had no no real shot at getting the next rank well then they fucking forced them all out because they didn't make rank fast enough and as soon as they kicked out like i mean just in my platoon i remember there was six different sergeants that were gonna get kicked out because they couldn't make rank fast oh shit um as soon as they got their paperwork filed and they were on their way out the points dropped and so all these brand new E5s who hadn't done nothing were going to get E6. And if that's your leaders, I'm all right. Cause and we're back. I don't know how long that's been dead for. <laughs> Hopefully not very long because we're just getting into a real good part of that conversation. Yeah, man. But, yeah, so we were talking about Revelations uh, and... We talked about this is the end. Yeah, yeah. Crazy movie. Yeah. That, I watched that. The first time I watched it was in Korea. Uh, we get, we snuck a bottle of Jagermeister in. Nice. The big-ass bottle. Nice. And we had monsters, so we were making monster Jagger drinks and just got fucking shit-hammered while we watched that movie. <laughs> but it was great. My favorite part was uh, after... God takes the good people, you know, and it's everyone else is left on the earth. Uh, and it gets post-apocalyptic. Channing Tatum plays a sex slave for, uh, uh, oh, I'm so bad with names. The redneck guy who played in, uh, 
Eastbound and Down. Ah, uh, man. I can't think of his name either. It's like Danny something. Danny, oh, you're there. No, oh. no, I think that's his name on the show, like Danny Powers. Yeah, something like that. Oh, shit, Danny man. McBride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I think. Uh, anyway, so Cheney Tatum's a sex slave, and that's probably my all-time favorite part of that fucking movie. It's just hilarious. I, I think that'd be anybody's favorite part of any movie. Channing Tatum being a sex slave. He'd be a good one to have. There's a similar movie like that with Craig Robinson. It's called Rapture. Okay. And that's it's a wild one. I'm, I'm gonna have to check that I'm one. I'm pretty out. sure he plays the devil in that movie. He's by far one of my favorite actors. Yeah, yeah, man. He no. made Hot Tub Time Machine hilarious. Yeah. That movie didn't have much hope. Uh, uh, I think he made Brooklyn Nine-Nine funny. Yep. And he made fucking Zack and Mary make a porno. Absolutely. killer. Oh, movie. man. Good movie. I swear to God, if he fucks that dog, I'm out of here. <laughs> Zack and Mary make a porno was an interesting film. That's one of my favorites, man. I yeah, can get a boner man. and it stands straight up. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Lars and the Real Girl? Uh-uh. Ooh, that's... Uh, it's kind of crazy to think about the films that people make in their careers. This is a Ryan Reynolds movie before he was known as the goofy guy, yeah. you know? And he was this guy named Lars who I guess was suffering from depression and he stumbles upon a a real doll and he just starts a tumultuous relationship with this doll it's pretty strange man yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's a strange film that's why i love uh playing of the tapes because i like there's a ton of movies i've well, oh, sat yeah, and watched man. there that i'd never watched before planet of the tapes is a gem of a place it's fucking i'm glad amazing. it's not closing I know. I'm so happy for that. I know I'm not going to be around to, to, you know, enjoy it as much, but I'm glad it's staying. It's a fucking great club. But they do that gore club every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll play, like, shitty horror movies, and it's fucking glorious. Yeah, man. You like shitty horror movies? I love them. Like B-movies and shit? B-movies, slasher films. Oh, man. So you like shit like The Wide and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm into that. The They played The Fog the last time. They no, could. that wasn't even Gore Club. That was just after a show, I think. Or yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was a great movie. The Fog. Have you ever s- great movie. Have you ever seen The Mist? Uh-uh. Stephen King? Man, that is such a weird, fucked-up movie that makes absolutely no sense. This Mist takes over... This small town, apparently there's like an Air Force base in there. They accidentally open a portal to another world. And it's like some Cthulhu shit, like War of the Worlds type shit. And this mist takes over the whole town. Everybody's trapped in this grocery store trying to figure it out. And I'm going to go ahead and ruin the end of the movie for you because it's an awful movie. (laughs) So this guy is trying to figure out, you know, how to save his his little boy. They go to the grocery store together. 
they finally decide to venture out into the mist. They had seen people go out in the mist and get snatched by monsters and shit. They go out into the mist, get into his Jeep Wagoneer, and just start driving, right? He's got him, his little boy, some woman he's met at the grocery store. This movie happens maybe over hours of time. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me that this guy left his wife at home and falls in love with a woman in a grocery store while he's grocery shopping with his little boy <laughs> in the course of this film, dude. Ah, that it's probably it's, dead, it's a movie, though. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she's probably gone, dude. She's gone, dude. Cthulhu, the monsters got her. Cthulhu got her ass, dude. Cthulhu took that bitch. Now I'm on to the next one. Yeah, man, but this guy gets out. They get out. They're driving around, man, and they, they're in the mist. The thing that fucks me up is at the beginning of the movie when the mist takes over, there's this crazy lady who decides, you know what, I got to find my kids. I'm leaving the store. I'm not getting stuck here with y'all. Everybody's like, fuck you. You know what, leave. Yeah. She's like, I'm not getting stuck here. And she leaves. At the end of the movie, this guy's in his Jeep Wagoneer. They get as far as the gas in the tank will take them, man. And yeah. they're freaking out. He's got him... His son, his new, bitch. his new bitch, and these two old fuckers in the back seat of his Wagoneer. And he looks at everybody. He's like, fuck, we're out of gas, man. Like, we're, I guess we're just stuck. We're, we're out here, right? And he, I guess he didn't want to die the way other people had died. This man pulls out a thirty-eight revolver, and he only had four bullets. There's five people in the car. Cuts away from the car. And you just hear pop, 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 pop. This man shoots his son, shoots his new bitch, shoots the two old people in the back seat. And then for about 10 minutes, it's just him freaking out about what just happened and the fact that he doesn't have another bullet (laughs) for himself. You always got to keep one for yourself. He hops out of the wagon here, man. Rookie move. And the mist starts to clear. He sees the military rolling through, cleaning up the situation. And the bitch that everybody said not to leave the grocery store is on a military truck with her kids, safe and sound. If that ain't the, the I had to look that shit up because I'm like, this is some M. Night Shyamalan bullshit. It was Stephen King, dog. Um, Stephen King, you know, I haven't. I've seen a few of his movies, like the books made into movies. Yeah, but my man. favorite one has been The Dark Tower. Never seen that one. It's got Idris Elba in it and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And Matthew McConaughey plays the the evil wizard, and he fucking dude, he kills it. Like, what's what's McConaughey like as a wizard? Is he just like, all right, all right, all right, I'm about to cast a spell on y'all? Nah, he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill everybody you love. And make sure you stay alive. You like magic? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Um, there's like a tower that com- separates all the universes. And he's trying to tear it down so he can take over the all of the universes. Oh, so he magic. was on his god shit. Yeah. Trying to tear down the tower, man. Uh, Stephen King makes some wild ones, dude. There's some good shit out there. I highly recommend watching The Black Phone. It was written by Stephen King's son. And he's got the same mind as his dad. It's wild, dude. 
I love the fact that Stephen King would black out and come back with a book. You got to. I used to I used to get into writing quite a bit. One of my favorite quotes was from Ernest Hemingway. He said to write drunk and edit sober. Yeah. It's good shit. Start doing man. That more. It's like I feel like alcohol and weed and shit is like a performance enhancing drug when you 100%. get on stage. Because I, I just notice when I get on stage and I'm drinking a little bit, I might not remember the set, but I kill it sometimes, man. That's why I record. Like, I love recording my you, sets. You got to record. The way I, the system I had figured out before I quit drinking was, is if I came in to the club and I had a drink initially, you know, vodka Red Bull is usually my go-to. And I'd down that one, and then I'd get one for the stage. Yeah. And... That always put me in, like, this weird vibe where I would always, like, get a new punchline out of nowhere. Yeah, man. Figure out the order of jokes that works better. That's, like, weird shit, you know? That's why they call them spirits, man. Yeah, dude. Give you a little extra access. You just can't overdo it, man. You'll end well, up that was the problem. Is eventually, it got to the point to where I wasn't just keeping it to the two or three oh, yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. It was six or seven, and then... Oh, you yeah. Know. I get like that with the bourbon sometimes, man. I'll get a double, then get another double to go on stage, and then I get off stage. If I did too good, I got to celebrate with another double. And if I did too bad, I got to drink to fucking... Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'm big on that only celebrating things. I don't really... These planes, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to UPS. Dude, they are working hard on a uh, Sunday. Yeah, man, we are uh, currently located in a in a world hub for the UPS headquarters, yeah, sponsored by <laughs> sponsored by UPS. It's crazy. My mom worked for UPS growing up. I said I was a NASCAR fan, so I was into Dale Jarrett because he he drove that '88 UPS yeah. car. Yeah, man. I uh, I was a Dale Jr. fan. Oh yeah, shout out to the Earnhardts. But I was never, like, a serious NASCAR guy. It was, like, my uncle was the NASCAR guy, and so when I would go over to my cousin's house, I would always sit and watch it with him. Yeah. But it wasn't like I got into it, you know? My granddad was a truck driver, so he was always into sitting at home on Sundays and drinking his beers and watching some guys driving a circle. Yeah. Sports. Now I know more about cars, it is. It is interesting, the lengths they have to go through to get those cars oh, yeah, where they, they are, you know. But rednecks are so smart. It's a 100% redneck sport, yeah. and it's all 100% ingenuity. I love that it's the only sport, too, that's uh, got started because of uh, illegal activities. Yeah, well... The NBA started off of illegal activities, but unrelated. Yeah, man. Well, most of the players sold drugs in the past life. It's just a bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that, like, the NBA was tied to, like, drug dealing somehow. I mean, yeah, man. Why do you think Allen Iverson had on... stashing keys under the buses. Why do you think AI had on such big chains? (laughs) It It was a tell. So they said, stop doing that shit, Alan. I started getting into basketball. Like, I'd always kind of paid attention. It was kind of like NASCAR. It's like I was a Bulls fan, so I, I paid attention enough to know what's going on. 
but I never really like got into it to where I sat and watched games throughout the season. And last year I did that with my roommate. He was a huge basketball fan, so we would sit and watch whatever game was on that night. Yeah, man. And man, it's a fun sport. It's way funner than I ever gave it. Like, oh yeah, I didn't understand why. I was like, ah, it's just basketball. It's just you know. It's just some sweaty ass dude dribbling a ball down a court. People too tall that can way make too it tall. Too tall Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but once you see like the the chess game of what it is, because like, all sports are essentially a chess game in a sense. But basketball, there's way there's levels to that shit that you don't even really understand when you're just sitting there watching. It's one of my least favorite things about being a tall black dude. Everyone thinks to play ball. People always want to know what school I played for, man, where I made it, what my accolades are. And I just look at them and I say, I mean, some church in a mural league. I was kicked <laughs> out for giving old ladies the finger, you know. It was literally a church in a mural league, so I was kicked out of many a games just for uttering the word fuck. Yeah. The very yeah, angry young ball talking. player. No, man, they hate that. But it's crazy because, like, people's parents would be in the stands, like, talking mad shit. Oh, yeah. And you're, like, thinking to yourself, like, it's a fucking church in a mural league, dude. Like, yes, we're smacking your son right now, but also this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. That's a weird thing about growing up playing sports. You see the parents that oh, yeah. live through their kids. Um, I played hockey growing up. That was, like, I mean, I played a lot of different sports, but hockey was the major one. And... Man, some of those dads get fucking crazy. I couldn't dude. imagine a hockey dad, all the fighting that goes on on the uh, ice. This kid that used to, we used to battle for spots the last couple of years that I played hockey. And uh, his dad was fucking insane, dude. He would, like, sit and scream at his son from the stands. Like, how the fuck are you going to let that one through? What the fuck, you piece of shit? Like, to his kid. Oh, Not man. even to, like, the other team. To his own kid, he's screaming at him. Dude, I. But you know that kid's in the NHL now, so like, yeah, his dad had a point, and maybe his dad did have a point. And you see that shit. Like my dad wasn't really around, but he'd pop up at these fucking intramural games, and I just hear him in the stands, like, "Get that block, set your feet, box out, box out," and I'm like, "Can I get some real life advice, yeah. <laughs> man? Like, can I? <laughs> what do I do He's with?" What do I do with women? <laughs> Where is the clitoris? You box out. You just box out. <laughs> what the fuck? I uh I played I played some sports growing up. Baseball, basketball, football, the American sports, you oh, know. Yeah. Never played soccer. It's I played soccer as, like, a, we played around the neighborhood, but never, like, on a team. Yeah, man. I think the foreign sports and the sports that aren't as popular are way more fun, man. Soccer. I love watching soccer. I love Wrestling watching. was probably my favorite sport I played. Yeah. I love watching hockey, shit like that. I might catch a cricket match. I still cannot understand what the fuck. It doesn't make any cricket. sense, but I love their voices, dog. <laughs> That was one thing we'd do with my old roommate. We'd sit and, like, turn on uh, the Olympic channel and just sit and watch whatever weird sport was playing. Like, at one point, it was gymnastics, but they were, like, they had, like, a ball. And so it was, like, 
gymnastics, but they were throwing a ball up and catching it with their legs and shit. And I was like, this is like human sea world right now. Absolutely, man. People just like to see a creature perform. They don't care what it is. Mm-mm. Elephant, man. I don't give a shit. Bear. Like, entertain me, fucker. I gotta go back to work tomorrow. That's the wild thing about comedy is at some point you realize that your set's kind of garbage in a certain room, and you just gotta adapt. Yeah. People are it's so weird, and the entertainment they want to consume at the time. For sure. Some people come to a comedy show and they want drama. They don't even want the humor. No, they just want. <laughs> no, they want see that. People struggle. They want that pure crowd work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to uh, the show Friday at Plenty of the Tapes. There's this drunk guy that just kept trying to get involved at all the wrong times. Man, like, man, like you were awful. We had a a set of people like that. It was like a group of four young people that played the tapes the other night. They were. There's no way they should have been allowed in a bar. Yeah. And they didn't order any drinks, if that tells you anything. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes was just at the front row. June Dempsey was the host. She kicks off the night, or they talk about the mic, right? Yeah, yeah. June, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, they kick off the mic, and and these people the whole time June is performing, they're responding back to June. June's responding back to them, and just going along with it. You know, doing a good job of which what they've had to work with. Yeah. And I go up after that, right? And it's a group of four young black people. So I'm ready, like I'm excited, like goddamn, right. like I'm. You got a couple loaded in. The yeah, man. I mean, we share a skin tone. Like, let me, let me go up here and see if I can connect with these young idiots real yeah. quick. And uh, all the talk, all the talking stopped. There's no more <laughs> responding to every fucking word of a bit or anything, and it threw me off so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you're ready for chaos. And yeah, just, just ready for chaos. You're like, how did you sober up in between One two comics? Minute. Yeah. <laughs> like it went from, yeah, I'm talking shit to Ty Leach is up next and nothing. Maybe they're like, oh, it's a black comic. I need to be quiet for this. I need to pay attention. I've never in my life seen black people decide to be quiet. <laughs> Especially when it's a black comic coming up. I've never in my fucking life, dude. I've never even heard of such. I forgive you for making that statement because <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> dude, when I do black rooms, it throws people off so bad because I just, I grew up differently. So my voice is just, it is what it is. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm so black. Like if people really sat down and talked to me and like, what's your upbringing? They would never question me. But when they hear my voice, they're like, what the fuck? Is this guy about to start talking about? <laughs> I think that's what I did. I threw those kids off. They saw a black dude, and then I spoke, and they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> shit's like my weird cousin, Trayvon, who likes Minecraft and shit. Like, He's the same. I don't want to hear this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, dude. Ah, this this is my cousin who takes his switch everywhere he goes. <laughs> Fucking, <laughs> Which is not true. I have a switch, but I don't take it places. <laughs> I have not gotten into video games in years. Man, it, I I haven't either until just recently. My girlfriend wanted a Switch to play like Mario Party and Mario Kart and shit. 
have something to do when people came over yeah. and I was like man this is kind of fun so I went out and bought some real video games and it's kind of chill man I like nice, how they brought nice back escape. Super Smash yeah Super oh man cause that was I was a gamer at one point I'm a Smash that guy was like the game who play Smash all night long my cousin's a fucking freaking age at that game like bro how do you like he's like all I've ever done from Growing up to college was play Smash. He goes, when we were in college, we would just get hammered drunk and just play Smash Bros all night. I'm like, wow, you guys sound like a fun group of guys to be Dude, with. Dude, that's like uh, that's like Kaiju before the pandemic. Kaiju just had a room that was dedicated to the games instead of really? the games being in the back showroom. They had a room that had all that shit, and you just go over there and fucking hammer two dollar PBRs. <laughs> and play Smash all night. Uh, my gut just hurts at the the name of that. <laughs> yeah, I I'm 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 a I'm trailer trash at the essence mm-hmm. of it all. So I like PBRs. I like uh, I'll occasionally sip an old English with pure enjoyment on my face. Do you ever play Edward Forty Hands? Edward Forty Hands was the way that I started drinking when really? I was like 19. We went out and got a Miller had their own 40 ounce malt liquor called Magnum. Okay. And so we'd go out and get 40s of Magnum, and I taped the 40s of Magnum to my hands, man. And I made them through. I made it through them too quick. We'll say that. And uh, I spent the rest of the night freestyling about chocolate cake <laughs> that my homegirl brought to the garage for my birthday. Well, it was she brought a cake over, and it just so happened to be my birthday. When she realized it was my birthday, she said, "You can have this cake." And uh, I was drunk, man. So it was the dopest chocolate cake I've ever witnessed. Did you eat it like? Uh, I don't even think I had a slice. Oh, I really? just freestyled about it. You know, it was like one of those works of art that you couldn't even slice into. You just wanted to rap about it. Yeah, man. Um, who was the uh, the beach guy? He's huge in Germany. The Pamela Anderson show. Um, uh, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Yeah. You ever just getting drunk in a Hasselhoff meal? Nah, man. What's that? He just fucking. You you've never seen the video of him drunk eating cheeseburgers? No. <gasps> You have to look that up. Okay. Actually, let's. I'll, I'll find that right now. Yeah, let's let's try to find this because that is just Hasselhoff drunk eating amazing. cheeseburgers. What is it about being drunk that makes eating so much easier? Because people say it makes food taste better, but I do I not believe, believe that. I think you have no taste at You're all. Just like I need to consume. It, it bothers me that. YouTube knew exactly what I was about to start looking for. Okay. You know what? I'm not even going to watch it right now because I see that it's six minutes and I see that he's naked in a tub or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, he's lit. I've had a night like this, man, where you're just fucking hammered. And he's lit. A mess of a meal. I've never been like this from alcohol. Really? No, man. I grew up doing like weird drugs and shit. So, like, we would pop Roxy's and Opana's and Oxy's and shit and fucking drink codeine with promethazine. <laughs> Damn, G. He's gone. A real professional, though. Did the show the next day. You got to. 
You got the show must You go absolutely on. have to. They're paying you way too much not to. But, uh, yeah, it's just a fucking shit show. I'm going to have to watch that. Because uh, I love cheebur- cheeseburgers. <laughs> cheeburgers. Cheeburgers. I love cheeburgers. <laughs> I was, I would, so I started drinking when I was 13. And smoking pot around the same time, too. So pot and alcohol were the only two things I really did through most of high school. Yeah. And then I got in the army and I couldn't smoke pot anymore. So I took drinking just as far as I could take it. And Korea was like this weird place that no one gave a shit about age as far as like drinking age. So you could Yeah, drinking a, age or fucking age, man. 100%. But uh, <laughs> I fucked a 28-year-old when I was there. Yeah. I'm sure you did. (laughs) But I was 18. And so you get this fresh crop of, like, 18-year-olds who don't know the world yet. And you mix them in with, like, 24 to 35-year-olds. Yeah, man, that's dangerous. family and kids. Yeah, people they got to get home to. Nah, but that's the thing. They leave their families back home so they only have to be in Korea for a year. Because otherwise, if you bring your family, you have to stay there for three years. Exactly. So... They get, like, a fucking full year of no responsibilities anymore. And they go crazy, bro. Like, I could not walk out of my room at any day of the week, at any time of the day, and not find somebody to drink with. Yeah. Um, So. I don't think, I never really got into drinking like that. But I was kind of, I didn't do anything growing up, like. I was already out of high school when I started smoking weed and yeah. drinking and shit like that. And then it was just from weed to uh, robo-tripping on robotussin and weird shit like that. That, was, bas- that was basic in the IT where people were ro- robo-tripping. Robo-tripping is a... I never got into it. I a, was like, oh, I'm alright. It's a very dangerous thing to do that I I would not recommend but like most of my experiences with drugs I'm just excited that I made it on the other side and I can tell somebody it was weird over there dog don't do it (laughs) I've gotten I've gotten lucky I feel like not even so much because it's been it's been planned like I always knew like these are the ones I don't want to do yeah 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 but I feel like getting in the army at the age I did everyone's so crazy from 18 to 21 like everybody it's just like that's the time where everyone unless you miss it which i hate it for those people that miss that 18 to 21 craziness yeah and then they're fucking 30 and they're doing it trying to be that 18 to 21 crazy they look like a mess man your knees ain't your knees ain't prepared for those nights man your back is not prepared for those evenings yeah one night i fucking i got so drunk me and my roommate snell He was this big old black dude from Texas. He was my favorite roommate I ever lived with. Big alcoholic, but like fun alcoholic, you know? And so me and him are sitting there and we're playing like Madden and we're drinking. He bought me a bottle of vodka and himself a bottle of vodka. Classic. So we, we both kill our bottles. And all of a sudden, 14 black dudes run into my room. And they're like, we're going to the club. Y'all are coming with us. And they're really just trying to get snow, but since I was there, they they felt like yeah, we're taking the white boy today yeah, too. You know, God damn it, he's in here. And so we finally convinced snow, and I had to like get involved. I'm like, snow, quit being a bitch. Let's go. He didn't <laughs> want to go. Like, I'm just trying to chill at home tonight. And we're like, no, we're going out, bitch. No, you ain't chilling. 
So we go out to the strip right outside a post, and we walk into the club, and there's nobody in the club but us. Like, we, we brought the party, right? And all of a sudden, the music gets turned up, and it starts fucking, like, being a club again, you know? And I'm sitting here talking to this Juicy Girl, and Juicy Girls are... This wasn't a Juicy Club, but I'd seen her. She worked different clubs. But they were these girls that were essentially, like, prostitutes uh, in a way. Like, they would jerk you off to get you to buy them a shot. And That's a long way to go for a shot, goddamn. Yeah. And, uh... Anyway, they, uh... They would only drink apple juice. So you're thinking you're getting this girl drunk, so you're going to fuck her later. Hold on. So she's jerking you off, so you'll buy her a shot of juice? Well, you get yourself a shot, too. Okay. She's just trying to get you to buy more alcohol, That is the longest game I've heard of, but I'm respecting it. Jerking off is like once you're involved. It initially just starts with touching, grabbing. So jerking off is like Korean first base. Right. Okay. So... Anyway, so they you buy around shots. They'll give you real shots, but they'll take an apple juice shot themselves. That's pussy, man. Anyway, so that's how they got the term juicy girl, from what I understand. But anyway, so I'm sitting here talking to this juicy girl, and I got my back, and I turn around, and fucking everybody I came to the club with is gone. And I'm fucking, like, all the boozes hit me at this point, so I'm like, oh, fuck. And I was drinking AMFs, which are adios, motherfuckers, which is this... Essentially just an entire cup of soju with a little bit of juice. And soju is rice vic- rice liquor. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm fucking hammered, dude. Ooh. And I go, well, I'm not going to like run to these other clubs and try to track down where my friends are. I'm just going to get home because I'm already drunk enough to where I know that nothing good's going to happen tonight, you know? <laughs> so I get back to the room. In, in my mind... I had, I had walked home. I had passed two cops. I remember that. They both left me alone, thank God. And I got to my room and I went to bed. But what I found out from my roommate was is that <laughs> they came home from the club. And he comes up the stairs and he sees me. And I'm halfway in the hallway and in the room with just the, like the door slammed against me. And he goes, Marov, what the fuck are you doing? And I just go, I'm up and I'm up and I'm moving. And he said, I got up, I ran to my bed, and fell face first into my bed and was out. <laughs> Lord. Oh, man. Oh, good times. We would find Snell and Ashlock. They were, like, those two, you got them two together, it was going to be a good night. Because they were both real bad drinkers. But they were, like, the funnest to drink with. And at least three times every two weeks, I'd say. You would be walking up the stairs at around 2 in the morning, and they'd be passed out, like, cuddling each other on the stairs. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, man. <laughs> Good time. Oh, man. I remember one time I walked into the bar, and my, my uh, motor sergeant was getting an IV while drinking. Because <laughs> he's like, I got a PT test tomorrow. I got to hydrate. Got to run to the bathroom, man. Go for it, man. You can take a pause. All right, we're back yet again, motherfuckers. I doubt anyone's listening to this point, but fucking good on you if you are. So, what was your first uh, concert you ever went to, man? Uh, my first concert was uh, Sublime with Rome. Really? With Rome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it, it as good as like? It, yeah, man. 
It's always weird when those bands find a person who sounds like the original. Like Journey? Exactly like that. It was a pretty good show. I think I was in high school. Hell yeah. I was in middle school. And uh, I went to see Seven Dust. They were the headliners. And they had um, Never Set was the opener. I don't remember the other one, but Never Set was like this uh, Linkin Park era like band where it was kind of rap rock. Yeah, metal. yeah. It's cool though. I'm gonna have to look it up. There used to be this metal festival before before Louder Than Life, but that's was probably the second show I ever went to. Yeah. Was catching Black Dahlia Murder at this at this metal festival. I don't remember if I asked you earlier, but who has been your favorite show you've seen live? Like your favorite band that you've seen live? Uh, yeah, probably Black Label. I'd put them up there on my list too. That was that was solid. He pulled the piano out. Did yeah, that? Yeah, he did, did it that with us in too. this river. Yeah, uh-huh. man, that was sweet. Black Label is one of those bands. Like, I don't listen to them all the time, but every time I do listen to them. For like the next three days, that's all I'm listening to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that, and it's very, uh, I don't know, it's a specific kind of metal, <laughs> or uh, not even metal at a lot of points. Yeah, it's more like harder rock. Yeah, yeah, it's good shit though. I like it. Um, I think my my favorite show I've ever seen was probably Lamb of God. They were fucking. They were playing this little club in Des Moines. They had uh, Hell Yeah open up for them. And that was fucking cool. Nice. Uh, but it was such like a intimate show, intimate show, because there's only a couple hundred people there, you know? And that's a stadium band, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. That's about how most of the bands that I've seen were. Like, we saw these shows at Expo 5, which is like a flea market in the South End. Yeah. One time I got to see, when I was living in Seattle, um, the Foo Fighters were doing that Sonic Highways album and that HBO series, you know, where they went to every city and yeah. recorded a song. Yeah. So they were dropping the Seattle episode that week, and they did a surprise show at this uh, old dance hall, and the floor was like, had a, a springiness to it. <laughs> and me and my dad... My my me and my dad, my mom and my sister all waited in line, but really just me and my dad. My mom and sister went and fucked off and went down like Pike's Place and yeah. shit like that, you know? Oh man, I found it. It was the Summer Slaughter tour. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, that. Man, I caught that. It was like between the Buried in Me and Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, that was a fucking uh, yeah, good man. lineup. How's Cannibal Corpse? That's good shit. They're man. on my list. That's you can't beat that. You can't beat that pure Florida thrash metal uh-huh. shit, dude. That's why I'm excited. Like, uh, for Louder Than Life, like I said earlier, dude, there's so many bands that I'm going to knock off my list. Like, Mastodon's one, for sure. Yeah. But Guar is, like, definitely on that list of just a weird band that I've always wanted to see. But every time they've come around my town, I've just had something come up to where I couldn't go. I think I was in like 10th grade when the big four did their tour that Metallica Slayer, Anthrax, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was Megadeth. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, and Metallica. And I got invited to go to the show in Indianapolis, but my mom was like, that's... That might be a little too heavy for you. You're like, Mom. Come on, you don't even understand. Do you realize that this is like a once-in-a-lifetime fucking show? She had no idea, man. I missed a few shows for that. I missed OzFest because of that same reason. Granted, I was like 10. <laughs> but that's 100% it was the year that appropriate. Was free. If Jack Osborne and Kelly had to live with Ozzy... At the age of ten, I think it's appropriate. That I get to people, go to Ozfest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's my logic. <laughs> I wish I'd have went though. That lineup was sick. It was like Slayer and all that. I've seen Slayer once. I got to see him in Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, huh? Yeah, they're in Minneapolis. Uh is it really there's protesters outside the venue. Oh yeah, was it the uh was it the Westboro Baptist Church, man? I don't know. They were just church people, I know that much. Dude, the Westboro Baptist Church used to protest everything uh-huh. from like slayer shows to fucking soldiers' funerals. Yeah, military funerals, gay pride events and shit. Uh-huh. They were it was an awful group of people. They're awfully <laughs> committed though. That they were, you know, that like, they were. Give man. credit where credits due. They were there for everything. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was a long road in that early internet era. You could just. When do you think that comes like comes back around? You know, how, like everything kind of has its resurgence. Uh, Westboro comes back when Trump wins this next election. Twenty four. <laughs> That's when Westboro comes back, and then uh, the Westboro Baptist Church is going to team up with the incels on 8chan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're going to storm the Capitol the right way. <laughs> yeah, no no half-stepping. party this time. No half-stepping this time, man. Yeah, they're going to have municipal waste perform. It's just going to be... Dude, that's a ban. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be party thrash. It's good shit, man. I remember when that happened, the insurgent. I was working at Tyson's. And I was just at work. I didn't, like, I wasn't on Twitter or anything, so I didn't know anything about it. And someone just goes, they're raiding the Capitol. And I was excited because I was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, they're yeah. going to take over the government. We're yeah. going to have a real revolution. I had zero excitement, man. I knew those people that were raiding the Capitol. Well, some I didn't of know them, it was Trump people. Yeah, well, some of them were my Harley Davidson customers. Ah, yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa, you know what? If that's who's going to take control, I think I might want to. Well, that was when my excitement died down. It's like, they're like, oh, it's all these Trump supporters. Well, yeah, I was like, oh, people. well, this is not going to go the way I want yeah, it It could have been a cool group, like people who were obsessed with golden doodles or something. Right. Just anybody else. <laughs> I voted for Trump, but just cause, like, as a joke in, a, in 2016, oh, was man. it? Oh, man. Because I remember I was at work. You're okay with saying that? Yeah, recording it. We were talking with my roommate, and I was like, "You know, I I really don't like Hillary, but I don't like Trump either." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm kind of the same boat." And I go, "But it would be funnier to have Trump as president. Like he's gonna say some wild ass shit." And so that's what I vo- based my vote off of. Yeah, man, I'm no better. I didn't vote, but I I did let it happen, like many other Americans, and I. uh I didn't vote the next time around. I'm not ashamed to say that I enjoyed the ride. 
That shit was hilarious. Yeah, that dude's a, a complete psycho. 100%. And I would love it because I worked with a lot of conservative people that took him seriously. Uh-huh. And they always thought that I was a supporter myself because I was okay with the wild shit that came out of his mouth. It wasn't that I was supporting him. It's just that I was like, Comedian. yeah, this dude is literally using the United States for stage time. This guy is, yeah. he's hes getting his five minutes off uninterrupted. What really, what really won me over was the debates. <laughs> that's thats it. He was our was hero. Like, this is comedy gold. Right he here. was our hero for the simple fact that he could handle a heckler with ease, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after that, because even when I was going to vote, I was like, this is dumb. Like, I don't want to vote. I've never voted until then. Yeah, I man. I haven't voted since. Always I, like that South Park episode where they talk about voting, and it was like the kids had to choose between a giant douche and a yeah. turd sandwich. <laughs> it's just so accurate, you know? <coughs> talk about people who never miss, dude. Trey and Parker and fucking... Dude, them two are... That is the only consistent comedy for the past 25 years. Yeah. That is... That is consistent, current comedy. Never stays, got woke. Stays fresh, man. Always. They might scare you and think that they've gone woke just to end the season with, you know, the transsexual teacher or the transgender teacher deciding that he's Donald Trump. Like, it just <laughs> doesn't, nothing makes sense. It's all fucked up and you, what are you going to do, man? Those those guys are wild. I always like that movie Basketball. That's a good one. Solid film. What was the other films they put out? Because there was one that I remember. Uh, Team America. Team That's America, a man. America. Fuck yeah. Coming to save the motherfucking a day. Wild, uh, what a wild time for films. There's shit like that was coming out. Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. How did that shit pop off? I mean, we were it was all just weird enough to fucking. We work, ate man. it up too, man. Like we were wearing our vote for Pedro shirts. Everybody had that. Yeah. Walmart was selling out. They couldn't keep the vote for Pedro shirts in. Nah. My other ride is a llama. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just. I feel like uh, your, your mom goes to college, dive. dude. It's bad. I can't even tell you. I don't remember the last funny movie to come out. A lot of the, it's just that Netflix shit, man. It's that teen comedy humor, but Netflix is weird in their pedophile nature of yeah. like making like rated R movies about fifteen-year-olds, and you're like, okay, I mean, yes, <laughs> I guess, like yeah, we had super bad, but they were also on their way to college. These kids are sophomores, <laughs> like talking about who they want to butt fuck. At the party. <laughs> Whose ass they're going to eat at the party? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I want to eat some ass at this party. You're like, <laughs> dude, you're fucking 14 years old. You, I waited until I was 28 You years don't want to start ass. eating ass. ass. Yeah, bro. man. Because some of the girls in your class still don't understand that fucking front-to-back method. Like, yeah. you just need to you just slow down. Wait for college. <laughs> Do as you please. 
Well, man, I think I'm going to call it here. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me today. Of course. A great time. Of course. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put this out next week. Do you have any dates you want to promote? I uh, got that funniest person in Louisville contest coming up the 17th of September. Going to be on the road with Danny Hux and Lena Beamish in Bloomington in October. Oh, yeah. Just trying to get some get some dates man i'm i'm just now getting back out here yeah i've been at it for a few years but i'm just now trying to Dude, rebuild fucking, my name you've been killing like i'm trying man you can tell you're, you're getting your legs back under you again man i had some wild wild momentum going when i first started like people were like oh man i want ty on the show i want yeah. who is that guy and as my nature i i disappear at the height of things <laughs> so i'm sometimes you gotta do it man i'm here in rebuild mode yeah you gotta it. fucking take a hiatus you, you gotta know, live life man yeah sabbatical sold some motorcycle parts and did my thing for a while but here i am trying to tell jokes to the masses yeah i uh i was kind of i don't know when i moved out here i was planning on taking a, a break just because I was going to have to help my dad and everything. And then he died. And I was like, well, I better get back into stand-up now. Because if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it for a long time. Yeah, same here. You know, I was like, I, I just need to get back on was, the horse. If I, if I don't do it right now, I'm just never, ever going to hit an open mic. Yeah. That shit was eating at me. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got to hit an open mic. It's like a drug. Oh, yeah. And for honestly, for the month that like a month after he died, I I didn't really I wasn't good. I was just fucking just doing it, just trying to get. Oh yeah, you know, just trying to get out there, trying to see some different surroundings. But lately, I've been feeling like I got my legs back. Yeah, man, you just gotta. Uh, it's it's the same way. I lost my brother, and I I didn't want to do anything, and I didn't want to get out, I didn't want to leave the house. Yeah tell jokes it's kind of hard to entertain when you're kind of fucking stressed out about depressed. everything going on yeah you move past that shit and you get out there yeah that's the kind of way i told myself i was like for one you, my dad would never like <clears throat> he would have never wanted me to stop anyway yeah you know, yeah I, yeah that was one of the things he was proud of me of for doing and for two i just i knew if i just stayed and hermited up I was just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into... Oh, yeah, man. Not good, good places. You just kind of, like, see the world moving on. You know, the world kind of moves past it. You go through something, you have something traumatic happen. The world's still moving. Yeah. At some point, you're like, well, shit, man. world's still moving. I might as well. I might as well hop back into the flow of traffic. Right. I'm glad I did, though. Because now I've got, you know, I've got a new five minutes. I've got... Really, I've I probably got a ten minutes, but it's probably not like still shaky in yeah, some yeah, areas. But yeah. it'll be nice. I got a show November twelfth, the day after Veterans Day. I'm doing the Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids. So if you're listening to this, please come on out. If you're a veteran, you get in for free. Nice. Uh, I'm trying to give back. Support them. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i still working on setting up an actual Veterans Day show. Uh, that'll be in Waterloo or Cedar Falls. I'll let you guys know when I get that all 
ironed out. Um, yeah, man, let me know, man. I would love to make my way to Iowa. Yeah, dude, I'm going to have you come out. Hell yeah. For real, I want you and uh, I'll let you kind of pick who you want to come out with, but yeah, I'd like to yeah. uh, that dude with MS. I've got a, I've got uh, a decent. Evan? I've got a, Yeah, Evan, man. I've I got a decent crew a of uh, degenerates that I bring with me. Yeah. We'll do it, man. I'll try to get you. Uh, so when I get back, I'm going to talk to a couple of clubs, and what I'm trying to get is so that way I can set up so that way you guys can come for like a week. And Hell do, yeah. You know, this show in this city and kind of bounce around Iowa and hit the hit the spots. Yeah, man. Because um, I'll for sure bring everyone out to come to do shows in Marlou. Yeah, yeah. But that's just one show. You know, it's you're not going to make any money. Um more than likely, you know, if you just do one show in Iowa. But if I can hook you up with three or four nights. Can I at least get some corn? Is that an Iowa thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's <laughs> kind of what we're known for. Yeah, man. Send me home with some sweet corn. I'll be happy. Actually, right now is the time of the year where you can roll up to the country towns and there's somebody selling corn out the back of their truck. That's what I'm talking about. For like five bucks a dozen. Maze. The best corn you'll ever have, dude. <laughs> you know how to cook corn, right? <coughs> Yeah, I've got a couple different techniques. What's your what's your what's your go to? Uh, steamed is always a nice one. Steamed is all right. But I like to I like to throw the corn on the smoker. Okay. Yeah. You leave the husk on? No. Okay. This is the part that everyone fucks up. You gotta leave the husk on. Okay. And cook it like that, on a grill, on an open fire or a smoker. But you sit in there and you wait until the outer layer is like black. And then you'll fucking pull it back, and that corn will be perfect, dude. Oh, man, corn corn hack unlocked. <laughs> got to talk to an island, man. We know how to do it right. I figured as much. <laughs> yeah, man, I'd love to bring you guys out, um, have you do some, do some time, dude. Show you a show you new part of the, part of the country. Yeah, uh, man. Have you ever been to Iowa? I've never been to Iowa. I can take you to where they have the world's largest frying pan, if you're... You're interested in cool stuff like that. I love a good roadside attraction, yeah. dude. <laughs> world's largest, world's biggest, world's smallest. It's fucking crazy to me. Like, there's a few of those world's largest in Iowa. If the highway like, sign says world's largest next exit, I'm getting off. Because and, and I'm like, do you really think that's going to bring that much tourism in? Yeah, man. You got to have attractions and you know, loves and buckies and pilots along the way. Oh, that's yeah. how you keep we don't people. We buckies, but we got loves and pilots. That's how you keep people alive on the road. <laughs> yeah, man, it'll be a good time. I'm excited. Uh, I'll probably. I'm a. I'll, we're gonna end the podcast on that. I'll talk to you that off air. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you again.